1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by
0: World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chance. So I brought it up, uh, 5.30 Ford Edmonton. Back-to-back games for the Edmonton Oilers against two teams that have played in the last four Stanley Cups, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. Both those teams no longer have their 2024 and 2025 first-round draft picks. Tampa Bay traded uh, two number ones in 23 and 24 to get Brandon Hagel, and then a number one in 2025 with a 2024 number two and about three other, four other picks to get Tanner Jeannot. Florida traded a 2022 number one for Reinhardt, the 2023 for Sherratt number one, the twenty twenty four number one for Giroux. And the twenty twenty-five number one is a huge package to get Matthew Kachuk. And my question to you is, so if the oilers were to move the twenty four and twenty five first round picks, who do they go get? Texas on the Ashley Fine Floor Text line. All right. We welcome back to the show. Courtesy of our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, Frank Valley Come experience live standard bid racing at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino every Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to littlehorses.com. Hi, Frank. How you doing? Uh, pretty good, Bob. How are you? I'm good. I'm at Roger's place. It's the uh, Oil Kings and the Swift Current uh, Broncos tonight. And Just as long as Josh Filman doesn't have six goals through the first two periods, uh, we should have a good game. <laughs>
1: What's better than that on a Friday night?
0: Right. And uh, last year, uh, Josh got six in the first two and was quite these. I actually texted Ray Ferraro because he had the record at seven. Uh, All right. So Tampa and uh, the Florida Panthers, they're not really concerned about futures, are they?
1: No. And two teams, funny enough, kind of going in different directions. How so? The Lightning are on the downswing and are hanging on for dear life and the Florida Panthers are on the upswing and they're building. I think the Florida Panthers right now are the dark horse in the East to win the Stanley cup.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) some might say they're not a dark horse because they went to the final last year.
0: I mean, they finished first in the league the year before. And then last year, 17th, behind Calgary, missed the playoffs, but they went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, they do have three pending UFAs that they got to get signed. Uh, Reinhardt's a big one. Reinhardt's huge. Uh, Sam Reinhardt, uh, obviously a guy that Pete Shirelli, I'll give him credit, he loved years ago, and that was Brandon Montour. Abs- Pete absolutely loved Montour, and he loved Pagel, So he was right on those players. Um and then they also have Gustav Forsling, who's plus 94 in the last four years in yep. Florida. Any ideas to where Bill Zito is going to spend their money? Because I don't think they can get all three done.
1: It, they'd be hard-pressed to do so. Um, I, I think they're really pushing hard to try and get Reinhardt signed. I don't know how active it is right now, but it's going to be expensive. There's no doubt Eight. about that. I just think if you miss out on Reinhardt, that's a really huge hole yeah. to fill. And... I don't know what they're going to do on defense. That's that's a really interesting question because Forsling, I think, is, has played far above what his value is on the cap. Yes. And I do think they have a depth issue, though. Like, they've got top-end defensemen, but I think once you get further down in their lineup, they've done a really good job mining pieces, whether that's, Uvis Balinskis, or um, the guy that they grabbed off of waivers last year, whose name is escaping me at the moment, um, right at the beginning of the season. That really turned out to be a nice piece, Josh Mahura. Right. Um, How could you forget?
0: You're in Edmonton. How could you forget a kid from St. Albert? Come on, Craig.
1: I'm sorry. Look, I got a million names in my head on a daily basis. I know. We're having fun. But Josh Mahura was a perfect waiver pickup.
0: Yes. Yeah. So uh, so what could the Oilers get if they dangle their number ones in 24 and 25?
1: Well, you tell me what you think their biggest need is.
0: Uh, people will say after last night's performance, they need a, I mean, people need to understand goalies have rough nights. Vasilevsky had two tough starts before he was brilliant, and he was brilliant. The, the high danger scoring chances for in last night's game according to natural statric and people can throw these numbers out and say stats are for the losers Frank it's twenty eight to eight for Edmonton
1: twenty eight high danger chances uh, you know so Skinner it really hurts on a night that you only give up eight that you lose yeah absolutely uh, so I I would personally so you can answer the question but I would personally say. They've got to figure out their goaltending situation before they can look at anything else. Yeah,
0: and Jason Greger, and we'll credit the source because that's what we do on this show, put a tweet out saying, look, the Oilers got like 18 games in the next 53 days. They're not going to tax. Like, It it would not surprise me if two Mm -hmm. of the next four starts were Calvin Pickard. That would not surprise me for Edmonton. Uh, Right,
1: but when I said that, I'm not necessarily talking about the two guys they have. I'm talking about you really can't go out and trade for someone else Unless you find a way at another position, unless you find a way to move Campbell,
0: right? Or oh, well, okay, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, what I what I do think is, oh, the trade the trade freeze is what the nineteenth to the twenty eighth.
1: It's yeah, I think it's the twentieth to the. 28th.
0: Yeah, the earliest that I envision Jack Campbell rejoining the Edmonton Oilers would be after the Christmas break when we get back. And the team is in Southern California at that time, Frank. So they're in San Jose on the 28th and they're down in LA. And, Makes sense. And, and so that could be the window and the mechanism to do it. And the Oilers are going to have to move a forward off there. Uh, they haven't played Adam Ernie at all of late. Um, yeah,
1: that's kind of easy. Yeah,
0: you, know, you would think, in theory, that would be easy. All right. So I guess. You know, Gregor, Gregor said 18 games the next 53 days takes you to February the 6th. I think for most of the fans, they would expect some resolution and goal. I think Edmonton probably needs a 1B, and a 1B to me is a 30-start-a-year guy. Uh, a 1A is a 45-to-50-start-a-year guy. And And
1: you have a one A right now in Skinner.
0: And we have a one A in Everton right now in Stuart Skinner. Yes. So I think they got to find a guy who can at least start three out of every eight games, so they don't. But you've
1: got to. I think you've got to move Campbell if you're not. If you're not. If he's not your one B, you've got to move him.
0: Possibly. Um, I,
1: I think that's honestly where one of their high end picks might go.
0: Yeah, you think well. There's,
1: because it's not just this year that it's a, it's an issue. Yeah, it's, Frank,
0: it's, it's, I, I would debate with you if one first-round pick gets it done. You're probably. Oh, I think it would.
1: You, if, you if, the, if the LA Kings, and I know it's in season and it's a little bit different, but if the LA Kings are able to move off of Cal Peterson and Sean Walker for a second, Cal Peterson had multiple years on his deal, to your, making the same as what Jack Campbell is.
0: How much was it? How much did Carolina have to actually pay in order for them to get a first-round pick from the Toronto Maple Leafs, which ultimately turned out to be Seth Jarvis? Well,
1: in real cash dollars, I think it was seven million dollars.
0: It was four four million in real, and six million on the cap. I, I I thought the going rate's kind of like five million for. A first, and there's 15 million left in the deal on Camel.
1: I actually, yeah. I wrote a story last year and spelled out exactly what okay, the well, price is. You, per- you
0: know what we'll do is if you can send it to us after the segment, we'll tweet we'll tweet that back out to so people because we've got people texting solutions. I'll tell you right now, I think the owner's got to get the goaltending situation straightened out, and then they got to add another top six forward, um, preferably a right shot and a guy that can retrieve some pucks. And then a fourth-line right shot center. That's the, and people say, well, what about the defense? And I'm like, you can't have everything. So I, I think they might need it. And, and some might say the others already have five really good top six forwards. They can just plug somebody in there in the sixth
1: spot. So, I'm so not, rank for me the priorities in order. Well, what would you say? I mean, and how close are they?
0: Oh, I don't think they're close to anything right now.
1: No, no, not close, but how close are the priorities together? You tell me. I would probably go figuring out the goalie situation one. Yeah. A true defender two.
0: So you're and, you're moving somebody out if you're saying a true defender two. Yeah,
1: and I think that's fine. Okay. I, look, I I think this is I've said this all along, super consistent. This is a burn the boats type of year for the Oilers. You leave no stone unturned. Yeah.
0: Well, that's why I don't care if it's picks. Brent, I don't care if it's we're, we're, hard decisions on your roster, yeah, we're
1: prospects, talking,
0: we're talking, whatever it might be. We're talking two number ones here. You're playing two teams that have already cashed their chips in on their number ones in 24 and 25, and, and and by the way, just just as an aside, we haven't even discussed last night's game. What'd you think watching it?
1: I, I mean, look, uh, we talked a little bit about it and how when you only give up eight high danger chances against and you lose, that's a tough feeling. Um, I I would say with a macro view, count out the Tampa Bay Lightning at your own peril this year.
0: Yeah. Did you watch? You you probably didn't watch our intermissions. I said the same thing. I'm like, this game's far from over. Tampa Bay's came back twice in Edmonton this year, four in the third in Tampa and five in the third last night. Like,
1: yeah, and look, they're not rattled at any point. They've got the goalie that can back them up, and they've got the veteran savvy with their group to be able to battle through just about anything.
0: I, I guess the argument here in Edmonton is you're not going to get one of those five guys that can, you, you know. I, and is is it Vasilevsky and everybody else? Is in terms any, of
1: ranking the goalies yes, in this league? Yeah,
0: like, I mean, I'm serious
1: about this. Like, who else... I mean, I'd throw, I I think it's, it's too simplistic to just do it that way. And this game's too fickle. Okay. I mean, just look at how Igor Shesterkin has been roasted in the New York media in the last four days.
0: The orders will take him.
1: I'd say there's five to maybe six goalies that you can hang your hat on, on a year to year basis, which is really what it's all about.
0: Vasilevsky, Shesterkin, Sorokin,
1: Sorokin,
0: Ottinger, Ottinger, Demko,
1: you wouldn't have said that about Demko last year. Well, and he- I kn- Helle- I knew too he- much about his injury and I know that when he's healthy, he's damn good and Hellebuck is a given. And Hellebuck. And
0: that's and that, why those Winnipeg, are the six. And that's why Winnipeg's a legit threat. Uh, what you th- oh.
1: So wait, here I was just posed an interesting question though. and I'll throw this at you. Have the Oilers done enough so far this season to re- regain the title of the Canadian team best prepared to win a Stanley Cup
0: I'm looking at where Winnipeg is right now the fact that they got Connor Hellebuck and how can you as much as I I I think Edmonton's got a lot of room to grow Yeah, if they get with the structure and process that they're now playing Frank they have outchanced the last time they had a team actually outchanced them in high danger chances for all situations was in Florida that's like 10 games ago You know, know, that's a while ago. Like, they, you know, they're, and they, again, they have, they've got a tough schedule for the next four games. Florida tomorrow night, into New York for three games. Those are three good teams in New York. Rangers are outstanding. Their schedule eases up quite a bit in terms of who some of their opponents are in the final 50 games of the year.
1: But I have a hard time saying no to the to the question.
0: That they're so you think they still might be the best Canadian team.
1: I, I do. Like I, I think this team has been through a lot of ups and downs. I think in the end that's gonna be really beneficial, as painful as it's been. Yes. I think with a battle tested team in the playoffs that's been through a few rounds, that's a really nice feather in their cap to have. And I just think at the end of the day, it's been the story way more often than it hasn't been in this league, that if you've got the top stars, the top end talent more often than not, you come out on top. Yeah. I mean, I I like what Winnipeg has. I I like how balanced they are. I love, I love their goalie. Their defense plays hard, but I don't like in a, it's not a skills competition, and that's not what wins, but Winnipeg's top-end talent and, and Edmonton's top-end talent, it's not even, they're not even in the same arena.
0: Right, and the difference now between Edmonton and Winnipeg from three years ago. Remember, the Oilers led the majority of that series, didn't win a single game. Winnipeg won three games in overtime, but Bananas. the orders are way deeper now than they were then. They didn't have Echo on defense. Uh, they didn't have the, the current edition of what Bouchard is. And then up front, they didn't have Hyman and Kane. Like, they're a significantly better team. And you can argue that Winnipeg is not as good a team as they were in that year. That said, many would say because they've got the goaltender, you'd have
1: to place them. I think they're actually better now. Yeah. There's something different about that team now with Blake Wheeler gone, Mark Scheifele and, and Connor Hellebuck extended.
0: Well, they got two guys that didn't want to be there, right? At the end of the day, like, Wheeler had a lot of... Control in that room, but Dubois definitely did not want to be there. He's out You got when
1: you got that guys, makes a big difference, right? So, uh, but what about Vancouver and where do they fit in?
0: Well, you just said Demko's a top five too, and they've they've got some high end offensive players. I mean,
1: Quinn Hughes is is he if he's not leading the Norris race, is he two or three? So
0: here's what I would say about Vancouver: they've made their moves. like
1: Tampa. I don't think they're done though. That's the scary well, part. We know
0: they're not done. But they've made – they've tinkered it. Now, they had a long way to go because they were losers, right? They missed the playoffs seven of the eight previous years. Yeah. Okay? So, you know, and, and they got active in a hurry. They've completely rebuilt their defense, and they've rebuilt their bottom six, which stunk last year for them. So they've, they've, they're going to be a very formidable team. I do think that the Oilers can come out of the Pacific Division in the playoffs this year. I do. And part of it is because of what you said,
1: experience. So there you go. What'd you well, the, the matchup is going to, and how it breaks down in the bracket is going to be fascinating Yeah. because at some point you're going to have two teams in an absolute slug fest, whether that's in the first round or the second.
0: Uh, I, this text comes in from Mitch. He says, "If you're leaving no stone no stone unturned, you're probably moving McLeod, Fogel, DeHorne. I can live with CeCe as a number six. I need to get bigger and heavier and harder to play against up front. I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. Um, you know, for McLeod, Frank, he plays better in the playoffs than he does in the regular season. Not quite sure why that's been the case. What do you think? It's the- a good
1: problem to have.
0: Yeah." So,
1: you're going to need guys, though, like the Deharnay one surprised me. Not saying he's the end all be all, but you're going to need guys with this cap situation making near minimum money.
0: Yeah. And he's been good. Uh, the Fizzler says, Bob, I totally agree that Skinner is a legit 1A. Like a full number one is a guy that can start 60 plus. A 1A can start for me 45 to 50. They definitely need to get rid of Campbell and bring in the legit. Uh, 1B. So for a lot of people out there, I think that's their priority. There is is a bit of a wild card in this, Frank. Right now, it's no in Nashville. Is it still going to be no in Nashville in February?
1: For UC Saros? Yes. I believe it will be. Now, look, we don't have a track record or a playbook to base this off of because Barry Trotz has never been a GM before. But for now, I have to take him at his word when he says to me, on Frankly Speaking, that he wants to re-sign Soros.
0: There you go. Frank, uh, Reed Wilkins will be with you on Monday night as I will be flying into New York City. Thank you for joining us on Oilers Now, and uh, we'll hook up uh, next week. Have a good weekend. There you go. That's Frank Valley Rob, Texas us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. If we're going to move those picks, we need to get cap flexibility and complimentary cost-controlled middle six, like the ABS did with Lekkenan, and like Tampa has done in the past, or a better right D to play with Nurse. Not that CC isn't doing what he we, uh, what he can. He's he's been a decent surprise. That one comes to us for. Rob, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Frank Cervelli's ap- appearances uh, twice weekly on Oilers Now are brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Come experience live standard bed racing at Century Mile, Racetrack, and Casino on Fridays and Saturdays. For more information, head to thehorses.com. And guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. All right, uh, we'll take a quick timeout, and we're going to come back with our Oilers prospect report.
1: Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Welcome
0: back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you live in Ice District. Rogers Place. the Edmonton Oil Kings tonight against the Swift Current Broncos. Do you want to mention our new West Travel Oilers road trips? We sold out Nashville at the start of the year. We've sold out Montreal. That's coming up in the third week of January. I know Cam and okay, I'm going to myself are looking forward to that one. We will have an announcement early in the new year for a trip. We'll give you a hint in March and April. Meanwhile, you can join New West Travel this June for a 14-day Globus tour through the beautiful countryside of Newfoundland featuring the Iceberg Festival. Your New West Travel Newfoundland package includes flights, hotels, meals, and guided local tours to see Iceberg Alley, whale watching, and lighthouses along the coastal cliffs. Plus, meet the locals for Screech. Save $400 when you book By December the 30th, reach out to newwesttravel.com. Your Oilers now prospect report for Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace Reface. We will tell you that the Oilers... uh have two first-rounders currently down in Bakersfield. Philip Broberg with a goal, four points, and seven games plus three. Uh, He's just played three games since being reassigned back to Bakersfield. Xavier Borgo, the 22nd overall pick in the 21 NHL draft, a very pedestrian start to the season three goals eight points in 18 games oilers second rounder from 2023 bowake he shut down for the season due to his shoulder injury that's the oilers prospect report it is brought to you by reface magic the oilers now injury report presented all season long by james h brown injury lawyers when accidents happen go to jameshbrown.com trent brown jim brown James H. Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the University of Alberta uh, Golden Bears. And against my assertion that Trent Brown was probably the best Golden Bear football player over the last 40 years. Of course, he'd go on to be a two-time CFL All-Star at safety. Golden Bears hockey team, uh, they're in a decent spot right now. uh, Top four ranked in the country a team that's played in three straight national championship finals Ian Herbers has won two national championships as head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears uh, Ian Herbers himself a former Swift Current Bronco it is 551 in Edmonton, or 559 in Edmonton Thomas Dias has a global news weather traffic update for us and then we'll hook up with Edmonton Oil Kings general manager Kurt Hill and Cam Moon in the next half hour block